is Daf Mem. Today is Daf Mem Tes, and we're gonna get right to the Daf. So, um, okay. So basically, we are starting at the top of the page on Mem Tes at the Mishnah. Our Ba'ashachalios b'Shabbos. This is actually uh, a pl- uh, getting preparation for this coming year when the 14th falls out on Shabbos, like it does this year. So Erev Pesach is a Shabbos. So Mevarin is called Melfnea Shabbos. You got to destroy all your chametz before Shabbos because you're not going to be able to just consume it on the morning of. Okay, that's Divrei Rameir, that's Rameir's opinion. It's not a big deal. Um, you'll always find people who will be happy to eat your chametz in the morning. That's the Chacham's opinion. Truma being that there's limited eaters, it's only Kahanim. Um, and uh, you can, so it's very limited who you're able to eat it, feed it to, so then it must be destroyed from before Shabbos. Because that um, you can um, easily find eaters. Okay, that's the shita of Rabbi Lezer Reb Tzadik. Tanya will learn in Brisa, Rabbi Lezer Reb Tzadik, Gomer Pamachas, Shavas Abba. One time my father, Rabbi Tzadok, um spent the, we spent the Shabbos in Yavne, Pechal Arba Asar Lios B'Shabbos, and he was there on the 14th that came out on a Shabbos. Erev, Erev Pesach was a Shabbos. And Zunin, who was the uh, like a, an, a, the pointee of Ram Gamliel, I guess he was like the butler or somebody in charge. He said, it's time to destroy the Chametz. This is on Shabbos, they said that. And uh, we did our job. It sounds like they ate the Chametz. Okay. Um, and uh, that's the story. Okay, so basically he's saying that, yes, chulen you do on Yom Tif itself. I mean, on the Shabbos, rather. Now, uh, says the Mishnah, Somebody is about to do, to, he's going for the mitzvah of slaughtering his Korban Pesach, or he's going to do Mila for his son, or he's going to have the, the Su'uda, the meal of, uh, of a betrothal. Bebeis Chamav in his so he's it's his engagement party, okay. Viniska she yeshal chametz pesach pesach, and he realized that he has chametz in the house. But I'm going to do a mitzvah. It's like I'm I'm right and I have chametz in the house. So what do I do? I I can't be in both places. So here's the rule. Em yachal if, uh, if there's if there's time to go back ulavayer, you can. It's not too late to go back to your house. And to destroy the chametz, velachzor the mitzvah. So then you could do the mitzvah that you want to do. Yachzor v'yavar. That's the best way to go. Lav, If there is no time to do both, so then mivatlo belibo, which is the bidi eved works. Okay, you could just be mivatlo in your heart. and that's the and that's the solution. It, again, if there's time, you go back. If there is no time. Then you just do bitol belev. You negate the chametz that you have in your heart, and that's good enough. Let's say you're going to save from the Gentiles, which means that there's someone in trouble, and you're running to help them. Okay, um, 
or um, or Minhanohar, or the river overflowed its banks, and you're going to help save people from uh, from flooding, or Minalistim, or from uh, marauders, attackers, or Minadleka, or from a fire, Minamapoles, or some other natural catastrophe. That you know that that uh, the uh, no earthquakes, the, the the houses, buildings broke, fell down. Yevata Belibo then don't even bother. This is a question of time of time is of essence. So you do the bit of belave, and that's what you do. Velishbos shvisas rishus, and however, to um, 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 if however you're you're heading to just extend your what if what you're doing is not like something that imperative, but what you're doing is you want to establish your. Makom Shvisa for a permitted use. In other words, I want to visit somebody, a friend, an old friend of mine who lives in the neighboring town, and I'm extending my my uh, my tchum to the neighboring town. So Belishbel Shvisa's Rishos. So Yachzer Miad, then go back right away. That's not a good enough reason. Bechain, this same idea of having a mitzvah is also applicable to. Another circumstance. Uh, you left. You left Yerushalayim. And you realize that you have a meat from a korban with you that you f- totally forgot about that really needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim. And here you're already left Yerushalayim. So imover it's over him. If you're so far out of Yerushalayim that you left that you're past Mount Scopus, so for bimkomo you're not obligated to burn it back in the correct correct location. Again, it obviously needs to be destroyed. Um, um, uh, you just burn it in Como. You burn it in its place. And uh, that's, the, that's what you do with him love. But if you didn't get that far, then you got to go back with the meat and you, uh, and you burn it in, um, in, the, uh, in its location. Okay? Um, which is um, right outside the the door. Okay. Uh, right outside the Makam uh, Hamigdash, in the area of the Makam Hamigdash, Lefnei Abira, Me'at Amaracha, there's special wood that's for, from the arrangement that's meant for, for the burning of um, Kachim that are Nifsal Biyotze, that became possible by taking it out. Vad Kama in Chosrin. How much, and this is a, a question that's applicable to both the meat that you have uh, that you have with you that you need to bring back, or the chametz that you have to go and destroy. How much do you have to go back from where you are to destroy? How much do you have to have? So Rameir Omer both the Basar Kodesh and the chametz. It's the size of an egg. Um, that uh, if it's that large, then you must be return. You can't just burn it where you are. Uh, or you, or be mavatalit. And Rabbi Yudomer knows that each one is the size of a kezayis, the size of an olive. Mm-hmm. And the chamom say baser kodesh bekezayis. The meat of kodesh is the size of an olive, and the chametz and the and the chametz is the size of an egg. So that the chamom make a distinction between baser kodesh and chametz. How much you need to go in the go, go back for. And that's the Mishnah. Okay, says the Gemara. Viraminu, I have a contradiction. 
If you're getting to eat your suda, uh, your betrothal meal, in the house of your father-in-law, or you want to extend your shmakom shvisa for permitted use, not for a mitzvah, then you just forget what you're going to do, which is not so important, and you go back and you get rid of the chametz. Now, what's the deal? Here we said suda's erisin is a mitzvah in our Mishnah, and here we're saying that it's one of those things that you got to go back for and you forget about it. So, Rabbi Yechon, Lakashi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi. It's Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yossi. Ditanya. Price says, Sudas Erisin, Rishos. Sudas Erisin is merely a Rishos. It's not actual a Sudas Mitzvah. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not something that's, uh, that, that's uh, an occasion that qualifies as a Mitzvah. To be Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Mitzvah. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you're going to do the Mitzvah of getting married. It's a Mitzvah. So, it does fall under the category of Mitzvah. Now, now that Rabbi, um, um, Rav Chizda said that this is only a dispute in the second meal, I will but if it's the first meal, then everybody agrees it's a mitzvah. Apparently, there was a custom of having two meals. The beginning meal of the Eresin, of when they got betrothed, and then they used to, he used to send gifts while they're ready betrothed, and then they had a meal for that. In other words, when he brought the bracelet or whatever it was, the, the uh, pearl necklace, I don't know, maybe I forgot which one. There's different things that you give at different times. So whatever the custom was, during the betrothal, there was something that they used to bring, and they used to have a meal with that. And that one is, Suda, that one is only, that's a dispute about the Sudashniya. Mitzvah, then I feel the could be both going like Rabbi Yudah, our Mishnah is talking about the Sudarishaina, which is a mitzvah, and Abba Sudarishnia, which is not a mitzvah. Like Rav Chizda said, that's where Rabbi Yehuda holds. Tanya, we learned in the Bible, Rabbi Yehuda, Ani lo shemati ala Sudaris Erisin. I only know about the Sudaris Erisin being a mitzvah. I will sibloina, I will loy sibloinas. When he sends the gifts, that's not part of the mitzvah. Amr le Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Ani shemati Sudaris Erisin visibloinas. They're both part of the mitzvah. Okay. Next, Tanya, we learned in a bride, Reb Shimon Oimer, Shal Mitzvah. If the Suda of the meal is not actually mitzvah related, it's not appropriate for a Tamachacham to benefit from it. Kigon Mai, what does it mean? It's a Suda She'ena Shal Mitzvah. They're getting married, what do you mean? So I'm Reb Yechonen, Kigon, Paskayim Israel. Like a scenario where the daughter of a Kohen is marrying Israel, which is. Um, it's like a downgrade for a Baskoin to marry Yisrael. Or the daughter of a Tamachacham who marries an Amaaretz. Who marries someone who is not a scholarly. Rabbi Yochanan says that when a Baskoin marries a regular Yisrael, their marriage does not go very well. What does it mean it won't go well? Either she'll become a widow, meaning he will die young. Oh, Grusha, or the marriage doesn't last and they'll, he'll, they'll get divorced. Oh, Zerah Ainla, or they, never, they don't marry to have children. In the Brisa, it learns, Kovra, either, either he'll bury her, or Kovra To, or she'll bury him. 
or she will bring him to become poor. The same Rabbi Yochanan says, If you want to be a rich man, marry a Bas Kohen, anyone from the, from the children of Aaron. Why? Between you, who's the Tamachacham, and the Kuna, it's going to surely make you rich. So it's a good thing, sounds like. So what's the deal? So You're right. If, he, if the person is a Tamachacham, then, and he has Torah, then it's appropriate for him to marry a Baskoina. But if he's an Amoretz, he's not knowledgeable, not, not learned, so then it's very bad and it won't go well for him to marry the Baskoin. Okay, yeah. now, Rabbi Yushua, Rabbi Yushua Nasiv Kanta, he married a Baskoin. Chosh, and then he got sick. Amar, so he said, Aaron, Aaron was not too happy to Adbek Bizari that I should connect to his children. That I should be his son-in-law. That he should have a son-in-law like me. Apparently I'm not learned enough and I don't cut it. Now, sometimes it does work out well. Rav Bar Ovin, Nasav Kante, he married a Paskoin. Nafkum Bnei Trey Bnei Smichi, and he had two great sons, Tamid Chachamim, Rav Sheshes Breid Ravidi, Ve Rav Yeshub Breid Ravidi. Amra Papa, who also worked out well, Eloi Nesivna Kante, and I not married a Baskoin. Loyatre, I never would have been rich, and Rav Papa was known to be extremely wealthy. Um, okay, Amrav Kahana, Rav Kahana said, for him apparently it didn't work out so well. Eloi Nesivna Kante, had I not married a Kohen. I wouldn't have ended up in exile. I had to exile, so it's not a good thing. You didn't do so bad. You ended up in a place of Makam uh, Torah, in a good place. So, yeah, that's true, but the way I ended up, I was on the, uh, the story with Rav Kana. he was on the run, he uh, was wanted, and he had to run away. It wasn't uh, a pleasant, it wasn't like a gullus that most people go from Babel Teretz Yisrael, they go in a very, um, in a, in a, uh, you know, not, not, not on the run. They go because they want to go. Here, he had to run away from Babel because he was wanted by the police. There's a whole story. Anyway, but, um, and then, but that's why. So I'm Rav Yitzchak. Yitzchak says, Kol enenem Anybody who benefits from a meal that's not really a mitzvah, Ends up going to Golos, Shinemar, Vaochlim, Karamitzon, Vagolom, Mitoch, Marbe. Ochsiv, Lachenata, Yiglub, Roshkolim. So that's the idea. A Suda should be a Suda's mitzvah. And uh, that's the story. Tanur Abanan, the Rabbi Zorn, called Tamil Chacham. Hamarbe, Sudaso, Bechol Makom. So if you have a Tamil Chacham, so he's, even though he's quite scholarly, if he is a glutton, he eats his meal always. He's big foodie, always eating. So if Machrab is basal, he'll end up destroying his house. He causes his wife to become a widow. His kids become orphans. And he ends up forgetting his Torah. And tremendous arguments because he forgets his Torah. Udvarov, Enam Mishmam, people don't listen to him anymore. Makalashim Shemayim, 
and he causes a chilol Hashem, a desecration of God's name, v'shem Rabo, and of his rabbi's name, v'shem Aviv, and his father's name, v'gorim shem Rabo, and it causes a bad name for his, himself, his children, and grandchildren. Atzov Kaladoros for all generations. Mayhi, what's the bad name? <laughs> what is the negative name they're going to call them? The kids? The child of the oven heater upper. Okay? Or Ravamar Barmarkid Bekubi. The one who dances as a like you know who's uh dances like a clown, okay, in the stores, um and he gets drunk. The one who the son of the one who is licking the plate clean. And Rav Shmai Amar Bar Mach Rava, which is um, he, the guy who, uh, the son of the somebody who basically turns over his garment so he could sleep on the floor. That's the nature of a person who gets drunk. He can't even make it home, and he just uh, you know turns his coat inside out and sleeps on sleeps wherever he is. So that's uh, again not a good not a good idea. A person should sell whatever he owns. To marry the daughter of a scholar of a Tamachacham. Shem meis, for if he dies, or he ends up being exiled, and he's going to be away from his children. He's guaranteed that his kids will be Tamidachachamim because his wife understands what it means and she will push the children to become Tamidachachamim. Don't marry the daughter of an unscholarly, not scholarly person who's not into learning. If he dies or he ends up being exiled, his children will be unlearned because that's not what, um, you know, he's not around to make sure that they're, that they're going to do that. Tanra Banan, the rabbis learn. Person should sell everything he has. To marry the daughter of a scholar, and he should marry off his daughter to a tamuchacham. And that's the best thing. That's when the, the 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 grapes combine to the other grapes. It's the connect. No miskabel. It fits. It matches. It's not to marry a basamaritz. It's like a Grapevine attaching itself to a <clears throat> to a sneh to a uh, to a thorn bush, dover cure. It's uh, not good. It veinamuskabel and it doesn't connect. It doesn't attach itself well. <clears throat> Next, Tan Rabban the Rabbis learn laolam yimkar adam kolmash yeshla person should sell everything he has viyisa basamachacham to marry the daughter of a scholar. Lo basamachacham. What if you couldn't find the daughter of a scholar? They married the daughter of a gadol ador. Lo matzabas gadol ador. He couldn't find that. Yisabas Rosh Knesios, at least uh, the heads of uh, important people. Lo matzabas Rosh Knesios. Yisabas gabet Then at least somebody who is the uh, a collector of charity, which means that he's trusted with the charity. Lo matzabas gabet zdaka. Yisabas melamde tinokos. At least somebody who is. Um, teacher of children. Better, all that is much better than marrying the daughter of somebody who is 
not learned. Why? Or not, not, doesn't involve himself in Torah study. For they are behave in an inappropriate way, and their wives also. It's cursed anyone who sleeps with an animal. Now, Tanya will learn the Brisa Rabbi Omer Amaretz Asher Lechol Basar, and Amaretz really has no place eating meat. Shenemar Zosa Torah Habeima Vaof. This is the Torah Habeima Vaof. What does that mean? Kolosik B'Torah. If you are learning, Mutter Lechol Basar Beima Vaof, because it gives you strength to learn. But if you're not involving in learning, then he has no place. What do you need your extra strength for? What do you need all that protein if you're not applying it to, um, to, proper, to proper study? Amr Abelazar says, You can basically, it's, I, I can't really explain what this means, but in Amaretz, it's permitted, even on Yom Kippur, that comes out on Shabbos, to slaughter him. Now, it doesn't really mean slaughter. No, Chorom means to uh, uproot his, uh, his simanim. Amr lo tamidav, so the student said, Rabbi, uh, why do you have to say no, Chorom? It's a much more gruesome type of death. What are you saying it that way? One has a blessing, and one doesn't have a blessing, which means that it's not even... It's uh, he's intentionally saying how negative it is. Obviously, this means something else. I mean, it doesn't mean literal. It means figuratively. Um, but uh, uh, the point, it's point being, is that, that they're not looking at these amaratim in a favorable light. Put it that way. You can't travel with him on the road as a companion. Because it says about the Torah that it is your life and the lengthening of your days. Now, it, uh, he doesn't learn any Torah. He doesn't care about his life. So what, what do you think he has care for your life if he doesn't even care about his own life? So he could, he's liable to kill you. You can tear him open like a fish. Like the, they tear the fish from the back. They just cut it up along the back. Okay. Tanya, we learn in the Brisa. Amr Abkiva, Abkiva said, Kisha Yisiyam Aretz, as we know, the first years of Rabbi Akiva's life, for, until he was 40 years old, he was completely unlettered. He had not learned anything. Amarti said, Who would give me a scholar? And I would bite him like a donkey. Amru lo tamid, so student said to him, Rebbe, amor kekelep, what do you mean bite him like a donkey? Bite him like a dog. It's like, what do you mean like a donkey? Amru lehen, no, I meant it seriously. Ze noshech vishover etzem. When a donkey bites, he bites so hard that he can break a bone. And I would want to bite the scholar so much, so hard, as so as to break his bones. Ze noshech vishover etzem. And um, this bite, he is, is bites and it won't break a bone. A dog bites, it doesn't, it's not that hard that it breaks a bone. Tanya, we learn the bright story, Rameir Omer. Rameir would say, By marrying your daughter off to an Amaret, somebody who's not um, learned, 
doesn't have interest in learning, is like tying her up and placing her in front of a lion. Ma'ri doris v'ochel, just like a lion attacks and eats, pounces and eats. Ve'enlo boshes panem, and there's no shame. Af ha'ma'aretz make oboel, when he has relations, it's very rough. Ve'enlo boshes panem, and has no shame. Tanya, we learned in a brisa, Rabbi Eliezer Omer el Malu anu tzrichin lahem lamaso matan ha'yorginosano. If not for the fact that they need us for business, they would kill us already. The amaretz, the amayaretz. Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Tana, Rabbi Chia, says kolosik b'torah l'fni amaretz. When you study Torah in front of the amaretz, and he's not, you know, when he's jealous, ki ilu bola rusasa b'fanav. It embarrasses him. That it's as if you are um, boel his you are having relations with his betrothed in his presence, and it's very painful. The Torah taught uh, commanded was commanded to us by Moshe. It is a morasha inheritance. Al tikri morasha. Don't read it as an inheritance. Ela rasa. It is like a betrothed. Now gedola sinner shesona me'aretz atamachacham. The hatred because of that they don't they don't learn Torah and it creates a tremendous jealousy. So um, and anger. So that's why they have a tremendous more bigger hatred to the Tamachacham Yosem Misinish Sonin of the Chavim as Yisrael. It's more great than the hatred of the of the of the Gentiles to the Jews. And their wives have an even greater hatred than they do. Tana. And we learned Shano Pirish, somebody who was at le- one point in time learned, but then he turned away from the Torah. Yosem Mikulan, he has even the greatest hatred. Okay, Tan Rabban the Rabbi Zor and Shisha Dvarim Nemru Bameyaretz. There are six things stated about these Hameyaretz. Aim Moserl and Edos. We don't put them to be witnesses. We don't trust them to to. If we need a witness, we don't take. And uh, um, and Amaharetz as a witness. The Aim Mekabel Menu Edos, and we don't accept. Testimony from them. Vehemi galen le and so that we don't share with them a secret. Vehemi manen osana petrabas al yisomim. We never point them as uh, in charge of the orphans. Vehemi manen osana petrabas al kupa shel tzedaka, and we don't put them in charge of charity. Vehemi slavin iman bederach, and you don't travel with them. Vehemi ein machri afei machriz and al vidaso. You don't uh, 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 announce a lost object. That that you that it's theirs. The Tanakama, our Tana says that's not the case because maybe you'll have kids that are scholarly that are learned. and at least the, the and he will benefit from the money. So that's what the pasuk indicates that sometimes it goes to the next generation who is worthy. Brings us to that's the end of that topic. Now um, it's tr- I want you to know that there's different definitions of Amiorets. They're not and not always the same. There's different meanings of Amiorets. In this context, Amiorets is somebody who doesn't learn anything ever. He's not involved in, in any way with his with uh, Torah study. He doesn't care for it. Okay, that's what it sounds like. Um, and obviously, as you see, it's um, pretty bad. Okay. The next thing is people um, uh, who um, 
somebody who left uh, Yerushalayim and he didn't realize he had meat. So the member the Remeir Sabr Kebeitza, who the Chashev. So you see that Remeir who says that you, when do you have to go back is if it's the size of an egg. That's what's significant. And he says, no, even an olive size is significant. What's the Kashev? We have a contradiction. How much do you need to eat to be part of a Zimot? Ad kezayis, the size of a kezayis. That's Tanakama. Rabbi Yudomer, ad kebetza, no, not until you eat the size of an egg. So Tanakama is usually Rameir. So Rameir here is saying the size of a kezayis is enough to be in a zimun. And Rabbi Yudah says it has to be the egg. So it's contradictory. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Mukhlefes Ashita. You're right, it, they, these don't fit together. You have to, one of the, one of the positions has to be switched. Abay Amar, no, lo'olam lo'tepech, it's not necessary. Hasam b'kroi pligi. Over there, when it comes to benching, it's a machlokis in understanding the pasuk. Hacha b'svar and over here it has to do with logic. Hasam b'kroy pligi. What's the story with benching? Psukim. Ramer savar ve'achalta. The word ve'achalta zuachila that means eating. Ve'savata zushtia that means drinking. Ve'achila b'gzayis and eating is the size of a gzayis. So that's why. The definition of who can be a part of the zimun is by eating, which is kezayis, size of an olive. Rabbi Yudha Savar v'achalta v'savata is going, the savata is defining the achalta. Achila sheyesh basviya can benches. Be'ezuzu kebeitza, that's the size of an egg. Because then that satiates. So that's why he says it's the size of an egg. That's because there they're arguing in the definition of the pasuk. Hach over here, bisfar pligi. What makes him go back? It depends on logic. The sheer chazara of what you need to go back for has to be significant enough, like it's able to convey tuma. Ma tumaso bikabeitza, which is larger. Av chazarasu bikabeitza. For Rabbi Yudha Savar, no, chazarasu ki isuru. It's like the isur. What's the isur to eat chametz? Ma isuru bikazayas? The sheer kazayas. So too, the, what you need to go back for is what the Isser is, which is the size of an olive. And that's the story, and we'll stop over here. And just a reminder, next week we will begin at 7.30. A pleasure learning with everybody. Have a wonderful day. A week. Shavuot Tov.